are Hope Church Guildford. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering online. Please go to www.hopechurchguildford.com for more details. We look forward to getting to know you. Well, good morning and uh, welcome uh, to Hope Church. I'm Chris. I'm delighted to serve alongside with Phil and Stuart as the elders of the church. And uh, I'm really delighted that you've joined us this morning. Um, And we're going to continue our series uh, in the Psalms. And uh, if you were tuning in for the first time, then I'm really delighted. I'm so pleased that you've you've joined us today. And uh, it will be the last time that we're streaming live on YouTube, but we will be uh, in person and on Zoom from next week. So as Phil mentioned earlier, do look out for your for your emails and connect with us if you're not already. I love the Psalms because they are a part of God's inspired word to us and they give us words to kind of express our emotions and bring them before God. And when spoken in faith, they can really help to shape our emotions too and they can kind of make a sense of all that we're going through um, you know, in our lives throughout this pandemic in, in every situation of life. Because it's just not natural, is it, to trust in God in difficult times. And yet the Psalms kind of, I guess, provide us a reminder and a way to trust in him whilst also being open and honest with him about all that we feel in all the different stages of life that we go to and go through. So today's Psalm, it comes from a collection of Psalms called the Psalms of Ascent. And there's about 15 of these Psalms that range from Psalm 120 through to 134. And today we're going to focus specifically on Psalm 121. And uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to read it. I'll then just unpack it a bit for you, give you a bit of background into it, and then just help us apply it to our lives today. So let's read it. Hopefully you've got a Bible. If you haven't um, got a Bible at all, then the words will appear on the screen. But if you'd like one, then do get in touch with us because we've got plenty and I'd love to be able to give you one of ours that you can have and use and keep. It will bless you. So here we go, a song of ascents. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help, it comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. There you go. Great psalm. Short and sweet. That's how I like them and to the point. As some of you will know, I have two daughters. And um, for those that have children, I'm sure you can remember that it's really it's an exciting ter- time, those early years, as they learn to walk. And as they first start, they can kind of be a bit wobbly on their feet. And so it's important to help them with their confidence, you know, to give them a hand, to, to, to help them to gain that confidence in being able to walk and to catch them when they fall or stumble, to be there ready to protect them. I remember there was one afternoon when our eldest was really young, uh, just learning to walk, perhaps a year old, and she was doing really, really well. I was so proud of her as she was making her way from one bit of furniture to the next. And, you know, as a a proud dad, I thought, do you know what, I'm going to get my phone out to record this. And so I kind of propped her up against a chair and kind of encouraged her to walk to me whilst I had my phone 
filming her. And so she started to make her way across as I recorded it. And um, she was kind of walking across and she was doing so well. And I was thinking, oh, this footage is amazing. That I decided to adjust myself and move further back. As I did, obviously, I took my eye off of her as I was making sure what was behind me. And I just heard this thud on the floor. Uh, as obviously she, she fell over. And I was just like, oh, no, my, my great footage is destroyed. And of course, my daughter was upset. So after making sure she was kind of okay, giving her a cuddle, I obviously had to look back at, the, at this footage and, you know, edit it a bit, so there was a bit of some slow-mo as well in there. And it was just, it was just incredible. Um, but the very thing that I was meant to do was to look after her and to make sure that she watch over her, to, to, to kind of make sure to protect her. And, and I completely failed in that moment. Uh, she was fully reliant on me and I let her down. And I guess a question I want to ask to you is, what or who do you rely on? You know, for your security, that sense of feeling safe or guarded, who, who do you, what, or where do you put your trust? What about for protection, for emotional protection, uh, for physical protection, for job protection, financial protection? Where do you kind of, where do you go to? For your sense of self-worth or acceptance or significance, who do you look to? Is it your peers, your colleagues? Is it... Is it your relational status, your home ownership status? Is it your, uh, I don't know, job status? Is it your hobbies, your pension? What do you look to for your source of kind of security and strength and protection? When you feel low and tragedy hits, when life seems to be falling apart around you, um, where do you go for your sense of groundedness and stability? In that moment, Talia was looking to me and I let her down. But today we're going to unpack a psalm where it reminds us that actually God is the one who watches over, who looks after, who protects, who guides, who keeps, who provides. Let me give you a bit of background. Psalm 121 is a psalm that people would have sung on their journey to Jerusalem in preparation for times of corporate worship. Things like festivals and so, um, like Passover festival, Pentecost festival, and so with all the delays to unlocking and meeting together again, and when are we going to do it? When aren't we going to do it? I think it's incredible actually that this is the psalm that we're going to be looking at the week before we get ready to gather together corporately uh, to worship God together. And I think it's a good one for us to look into because it's exactly the type of psalm that would have been sung by the people of God on their pilgrimage, on their way to Jerusalem. And so it's a really fitting preparation for us. Jerusalem, it was situated across five mountain ranges. There was Mount Zion, where the temple would have been, but there was also Mount Moriah, Ophel, Bezitha, and Anacra. And in order to travel to Jerusalem from pretty much any direction, you are traveling uphill. You are ascending. Hence, why it's called a psalm of ascent, because that, these would have been sung on your journey, on your travels up to that place. Now, obviously, back then there wouldn't be cars, and so people would have to travel over several days on foot. And this journey, it could be quite treacherous at times, especially at night. Often you might get ambushed, or you might slip, you might encounter hardship, and so the people of God, as they walked, would sing together, reminding them of God's love and his faithfulness and his protection. One important road went from Jericho up to Jerusalem, and it was notorious for robbers and thieves waiting to pounce. 
other routes would have gone through more kind of desert type land and where there's not much shade from the sun or water to drink. This journey that the pilgrims would have faced on a regular basis when travelling to Jerusalem is a bit like a metaphor for life. As we travel through life to our final destination, we can experience all sorts of challenges and hardships and difficulties and trials. We can feel lonely and lost, sometimes even abandoned by others and even by God. And we can sometimes get into the mindset that if I just cling on to life down here in the valley, then hopefully one day I'll make it to the top of the mountain, hopefully fairly unscathed. And at that point, I'll be okay. And we can ask, where is my help? Where is God with me? Can I know his presence with me today down here in the mud and the mire of of life? And that's really where the psalmist starts. He he starts off with that question. I lift my eyes up to the hills or to to the mountains. Where does my help come? Is, Is it up there? Is my help coming from those places or is it coming from somewhere else? You know, in this content, you might look to the mountains for two reasons. Um, they might have looked to the mountain to, because up at the top of the mountain you've obviously got Jerusalem and that is a secure place. It's where um, the, the mountains is a place where we, we, we have like a hope. That's where God dwells in the temple and so they might look to, to the mountains there and equally and not want to look at the perils of life. Or some might look to the hills for supernatural protection. And let let me just unpack that a little bit. So they might look to Mount Zion thinking things like, when I reach that place, I'll be okay. I know that right now it's it's hard and it's not easy, but when I get there, everything's going to be all right because that's where my help will come. And let me just hold on through this journey of life for now and just kind of cling on with my nails and hopefully when I reach that point, I'll be okay. That was one kind of, I guess, thought. Another thought might be, well, I'm going to look to the hills around me as I travel up because on those hills, on that journey, there would have been things like Asherah poles um, built on them. These are kind of like gods that protect people on their journeys. And so it's, uh, they might be thinking, oh, it's good that I'm going to the one true God to worship, but on this journey, in this kind of valley, I'm going to look to the idols around me for my true protection. Because they're the things that I need to rely on, these idols, to guide my path whilst I'm on my way to meet with God. And so the psalmist, it kind of starts off with that question. I look to the hills, where does my help come? My security, my protection. Is it going to come from a far off distant place, from a future moment, from a far off distant God who is kind of, he's there, I know he's there and I'm going to look to there. But right now, I, I, he can't be with me because he's over there. Or is it going to come from the idols that are around me at this time that are close up? Am I going to cling to those things? And the answer is no, it's neither. I looked at the hills. Does my help come from there? No, my help comes from the Lord. He is the maker of the heavens and the earth. He's the one that is far off, created all things, even further above Jerusalem, beyond those mountains. He's in the heavenly places. He looks after all of that and he's there absolutely, but he's also on this earth. He's also here with me in the valley. He's right here beside me. He's walking beside me. I'm not going to look to the, to the astral poles, to the idols, to the things around my life to look for a source of protection and safety. No, I'm going to look to the one true God who is over all things. He's the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord. 
he made, he made it all. He made the mountains and he made the valleys that I'm in right now as I walk through. He goes on, he will not let your foot slip. He's, he's telling us that he's, he's with you. He's watching over you. He's, he doesn't slumber. He's not like a, a sleeping dad. He's not like me. He takes my eye off the ball. No, he's there watching. You, you can have confidence that God knows the situation that you are in. And so as you walk through life, you can talk to him. It's not new news to him. He knows and he's wanting to interact with you and build a relationship with you as you go through these things, uh, wanting you to know that he's there by your side. He hasn't forgotten you. Others might have. You might be feeling that. Others might have, even during this pandemic. Oh, I haven't heard from so-and-so for a while. But do you know what? God hasn't. He hasn't forgotten you. It's, it, verse 4, it says, Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. You know, Israel is the name that summarises the people of God. So it's not the country, Israel, but actually it's a term used over and over again throughout the Old and New Testament to represent the people of God. And that's important because these verses that the psalm refers to, um, he is saying that God watches over, doesn't slumber or sleep over God's children. That's people that know God. That's people that put their trust in him. It's not just a kind of a promise for every single person in the whole world. It's for God's children. It refers to people who know him and love him. He watches over the people of God. And so the good question is, do you know him? Have you put your trust in him? He wants to engage with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He, he, he's so committed to that, actually, that he sent his only son, Jesus, to come to this earth, to live, to die, to rise again, to make a way so that you could have a relationship with him. There is so much to be found in him. And... He is so for you that he has made a way to make sure that can happen. And that's kind of the, the emphasis, the feeling that's coming through here. The rest of the psalm kind of really describes what that's like. So verse 5 says, the Lord watches over you. Uh, the Lord is your shade at your right hand. It's kind of like this sense of protection and peace and, and security that he's bringing. It's verse 6, it says, the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. There's, an, there's no time, morning or evening, waking or sleeping, where God is not for you and with you. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Um, have you noticed just how many times that word watch comes up? Um, it's kind of that word watch can, I guess, be rendered in lots of different ways. Like it means to protect, to guard, to keep. Uh, he's not just a passively looking through the screen of a phone watching, but he's actively present in your life like a good father should be. Verse 8 says, the Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forever. So... It's a, you know, it's a bit like, do I need, what, what do I need to do, God? Do I look to the idols in my life for my security? Do I look to the job, to the bank balance, the relationship, to the employment, to the vaccine, to my fitness, to my pension, to my looks, to the idols of this world? And the answer is emphatically no. Or equally, do I look to some kind of future day that's far off when it's all going to be okay, but right now, right here, I know that God doesn't understand and can't be with me. And the answer is also no, the psalmist reminds us that God is the watcher. He is the protector. He's the keeper. He's the shepherd. He's the provider. He's the guardian, both now and forever, both in heaven and on earth, both in your coming and in your going. He's got you and he loves you and he's with you and he's for you. Now, life 
though, can be really tough, can't it? Even at normal times, it can be tough, let alone in isolated times of which we've all experienced something of throughout this period. And it might have been really easy over the past year for your faith to have taken a hit. In fact, if it hasn't, I'd kind of be surprised because we need one another for encouragement in, the, in our faith. Christianity is not a, a lone sport. It's built around community and the unity that can be found in Christ and the mutual sharing of encouragements and gifts as we grow in our likeness of Christ. It's not that we can't know him isolated in our homes. Absolutely we can. And, and sometimes our most powerful moments can be in that way. But in general, as we read through the Old and the New Testament, it's always talking about groups of people gathering together, worshipping God, meeting together, serving one another, helping one another. The church is called to gather together on Sundays and in groups as we read through Acts so many times as it just goes on and on. And our psalmist today is reminding us that, like all, really like all the psalms have done, is that our hope comes from God, our trust, our protection, our security, it all really comes from him. And, and as I was preparing, I just felt that there might be some people who know God, who trust him, perhaps you've even known him for a very long time, but you've gone through a really horrendous and tough time of it. And I know some of, the, I know some of you have, but perhaps you're feeling like God has, has let your foot slip. Perhaps you're feeling that God's not been watching not been protecting, not been keeping an eye on you because it's just been so tough. You know, there have been times in my life and in, across my wider family where we've experienced lots of challenges that seem unfair, you know, things like the loss of loved ones, sudden illnesses, deaths. God's horrendous timing is, is one of those. You know, sometimes I, I think like, God, why, why would you let this thing happen right now? Of all the times, you know, if it was next year or last year, that would be so much better. And some of you may know parts of my story. You might know that, you know, I've experienced war and evacuation. Uh, we've had to leave our possessions and our belongings, our friends, our family, our, our homes to flee from one country to come to another. Um, we've experienced all sorts of different challenges and hardships throughout um, my short time on this air. In fact, it's my birthday today. Hey. So that's good. And, um, but, yeah. You know what, I can say that I've known and my parents know, my family has known God's presence with us. You know, since being a parent, actually, I've started to understand something perhaps of how God might treat us. Because as a parent, I don't actually protect my children from every single harm. I let them experience sadness. I let them experience difficulty and grief and loss and even pain sometimes, because I know that it builds in them a resilience or a learning or an empathy for, for others. It builds in them a knowledge for the future. It builds character. Not every journey up to Jerusalem would have been plain sailing. Not every journey would have gone to plan or be without difficulty or trial as these people came and sang this psalm. Yet the Bible doesn't say, sorry, the Bible does say over and over that he won't forsake us and he will not give you more than you can bear. The Bible tells us that God loves us and that he will turn all things to good for those who love him. So even in the midst of trials and hurt and pain, actually God is able to use those things that happen in your life that you can't seem to find a reason for actually to work to your good. He doesn't promise you actually a life without troubles. In fact, Jesus says the opposite. He says in this world there'll be many troubles, but take heart, he says, for I've overcome the world. 
you know, um, this psalm is a great psalm because it encourages us to be a people that even in the midst of difficulty to come and bring those things to God, to come and share those things with him and to trust him in them, even in the midst of them. And at, at the beginning, I asked that question, who are you trusting in or relying on for your security, your protection and your hope? And it might have been that throughout this time that the thing that you have been relying on or trusting in has changed from God to something else. You know, to, I don't know, finances or to relationship or to job security or to this or to that. And I, and I believe the psalmist wants to encourage us, now come on, we don't look to the hills and the mountains, to the, to the idols in our life. We don't look to some future far off day. We can know God's presence with us today. Let's come to Jesus. Let's bring our troubles to him because he cares for us. Romans 8, 38 says this, I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels or demons, neither present nor future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm going to pray, and uh, I'm going to pray that you would know God's presence with you today and tomorrow and the next day, and in all the different challenges and joys. Uh, that you might be facing and that we are together. And I'm praying that you would know God's presence and his peace in your life today as we walk through, as we journey through uh, this life together. Heavenly Father, I just want to ask you, Lord God, to help us to be a people who who don't just, who, who yeah, we're so looking forward to a future moment where we will be with you where there'll be no more pain or sickness or suffering or death or disease we look forward to that but lord we trust right now on the journey of life in the midst of the different valleys that we might be walking through lord we trust that you are with us and you are for us that we can know your presence now because you are the maker of heaven and earth that you are the one who watches and who guards and who keeps and who protects and we pray lord god that um that you would help us to be a people that don't easily um move our gaze to the things around us that could provide seeming security for a moment actually we know that all those things will wither and fade and and yet lord, we and we know lord god that our eternal hope is found in you that our our, our deepest sense of security of who we are of, of self-worth of esteem actually is all found in you and in in what you say about us as your children as the people of god i pray lord god for those of us who perhaps don't know you yet and who want to know a sense of that peace i pray lord god would you flood their life of your spirit would you help them to know you i thank you that you have provided a way through our lord jesus uh, to make that happen and i just pray lord right now that in our homes that we would know a sense of your yeah your presence in our lives that we would be grounded on the rock of salvation on jesus christ our lord the one who nothing can separate us from and so I'm just asking you to, to fill us, to help us to know you. Uh, I pray, Lord God, with your, with your hand of um, healing and protection and comfort, Lord God, be on those of us who are hurting right now, who are going through real hardship. I pray, Lord God, we would know your presence with us and help us as the people of God, as the church, to, to gather, to comfort as well, to encourage, I pray to. Um, we, we say all these things, we lift up all of us to you in your heavenly name. Thanks for listening. 
We meet on Sundays at 10am at the Royal Grammar School in Guildford. We look forward to seeing you.